Yo, John. Yeah, BJ. You think they're ready for this? Nope. Well, let's go then. Keep it real. What is up, everybody? I'm one of your hosts, John Klinsman. I'm BJ Parker. Welcome to Keeping It Real. What's up? Not much. How are you, man? Been back at it. Did you like that change we just I did? I did. We switched oh, it up. On the fly, baby. That's right. That's well, you made we, me stop and start over. You're not, you're not <laughs> telling that shit. We man. just fly by the cuff now, man. You got to. Keep it real. That's right. That's right. What's happening? What's been going on? Rain. God Rain. Bless. And then a little more rain. Um, yeah. No Bermuda growing weather going on in Middle Tennessee right now. I, um. So I'm not calling you out, but did you spray out the rye on that one field down there? Yeah. It, boy, it had a... That Bermuda's struggling, isn't it? It is. Yeah. But, I mean, it's honestly... It's, it's been lot, flooded and a lot of stuff. It's a lot better than it was. Yeah. So we, uh, since you went ahead and called me out on that I shit, even you though out. you said, I'm not calling you out, but I'm going to call you out anyways. Well, I know what, I knew what happened. I just wanted well, to double check. It was, uh, you know, we sprayed out the rye, what, about three weeks ago? Yep. Maybe a little more. Um, we had the flood, you know, and water just wasn't penetrating the soil at all. Right. So we pulled cores. We uh, made a nice a nice wetting agent spray into the holes with some other stuff, mm -hmm. and then we top dressed. And it's I mean in a in about a week and a half it's come a long way. Word. Got a long way to go, obviously, because yeah. you called me out for it. I'm not calling. But um, out. you know that that layer of just funk was sitting on top of it, right? And just working through that, trying to get the soil to take on some yep. some water and some nutrients. And, and getting the rye out of there was was highly beneficial because the yep. rye grass, <clears throat> as you know, and I had to explain this to someone here, I could dump a bag of rye grass in the floor right here and make it grow like a champ. You That's know? right. Um, yep. But Bermuda is a little different. You know, Bermuda, it's got to have some roots. Rye grass is like, hey, I'm I'm happy right here. Yeah. I'm perfectly fine. Um, where Bermuda, you know, you need some a root system for some Bermuda and. Getting the water to go through that that funk that was sitting on top, and we're gonna pull cores probably two to three more times on it, okay. just to try to get as much of that soil out of there as we yeah. can, and then a nice light verticut, and we'll be ready to go. I think she'll be fine. You know what happened is you we badmouthed the irrigation, and Mother Nature decided to just dump it yeah. all on us. We never should. We need to take that podcast episode uh, down. It was a curse. It was a it curse. It's rained ever since that episode. <laughs> And there's been zero sunshine, which isn't helping, yeah. especially a field like that. So, you know, you, I say all these things to people, and then they go look at the stadium field, and they're like, well, it's perfect. Yeah. It's a little different. You know, it hasn't gone through what that field went through. It didn't have ryegrass sitting on it. Right. You know, we also, we were still sitting with some bluegrass on field day, because about three years ago, we tried the blue muta mix. Yep. I didn't like it. Um, it struggled in the summer. You, you kind of had to baby the bluegrass, and so by babying, the, you know, spoon-feeding the bluegrass all the time, yeah. the, the Bermuda just wasn't taking, taking off like I wanted it to. So you're seeing, you're seeing a, a thinner stand of, of Bermuda out there right what, now. What is the Bermuda out there? Just it's hodgepodge. a hodgepodge. Yeah. So anytime they did any type of work here at the start of the school, they took the leftovers over yeah. there and laid it down and kind of grew in a field that yeah. way. So it's a hodgepodge of... 419, um, I think it's got some Patriot in yep. it. I think it's got, um, it's got all kinds of crap in it. And, you know, you see the differences in it when you're looking at it, especially when you've got a full established field. Yeah. You see the differences throughout the field, which is why I really enjoy the ryegrass on that field 
but I'm not going to keep ryegrass during the summer on it. No. You know, I, I, I've had those questions in the past two <laughs> weeks or so. Um, why do you kill the rye? Because we have to. Yeah. It's important. So. Because eventually you won't have any Bermuda. You won't. And, and, and that's what we're seeing right now right. is we're seeing a real, a real thin stand of Bermuda. But it's, yeah. I mean, it's coming back. It's coming back with a vengeance. Yeah. You know, he's at, Milton um, is out there mowing it right now, you know, and it, it's growing pretty yeah. good where we have it right you know so now it's just getting it to to fill in and i think i think within a month yeah. it'll be it'll be like it should be well man we always talk shop what's been, what else been going on with you went up to cincinnati yeah um over the memorial day weekend it's been that long since we recorded went up there we're, we're on a two-week hiatus every two weeks yeah. now it seems yeah, like it's just that's the way it goes you've been a world traveler i've i've been busy yeah work's been busy so yeah i mean it happens yeah. um Went up to Cincinnati, uh, went to a Reds game, went to the zoo. Uh, great time. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I've always heard that the Cincinnati Zoo is amazing. And so I, when I got there, I expected just perfection. And, you know, the, and I'm sure they're battling some stuff. I'm not calling them out for anything, but I like all the landscapes overgrown. And um, you're walking down a sidewalk and you're having to walk around. <laughs> to avoid stuff hitting you. And I, I'm sure yeah. COVID played, wreaked havoc, havoc on them, but right. that's what I saw. You know, I saw some great animals. You know, my kid had a great time, but yeah. I'm seeing really overgrown shrubs and, and grass and stuff like that. I'm Man, like, you're just putting them on blast right I here. I did. So if anybody <laughs> at the Cincinnati Zoo is listening, thanks for listening, and uh, let us know why uh, – we're struggling a little bit up there. I, I'm sure it's COVID. You know, I'm sure they lost a lot of employees and yeah. um, probably having to deal. You know, the zoo was shut down as far as the visitors coming in. Yeah. So I'm sure money was tight, you know, and that money's got to go to the animals. Yeah. You know, and, you know, you and I have talked about the lack of volunteers. I bet you they probably couldn't get anybody to volunteer to come in and help out. Mm -mm. You know, but like when I go to the National Zoo, things are pristine normally. I haven't been there since COVID. I could yeah. be, you know, I could be completely wrong, but that's where I was kind of disappointed because I was expecting to see some beautiful scenery and it was just, and it, I saw them working in some areas. So yep. I think they're getting there. It's just, um, it's probably going to take a lot of time. Yeah. And, and I hate it for groups like that where the money is real tight yeah. and they don't really have it to invest in a big overhaul at one time. I think that's probably more so the case around the you know just people dealing with the back end of the pandemic the biggest issue is no labor well I mean, you, no labor you can't get anything right yeah. now um no. you order anything right now and it's you know Brutal. three to four weeks out yeah. if not more um larry from pioneer stopped by this week to let me know paint is short right now um they just can't get anything in to make it yeah um which is it's awful for them so you know we're we're going to start watching our paint at some point making sure we're not running out um, I will say the boys up in Cincinnati at the Reds places looking phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, that bluegrass is growing well up there. Um, I wanted to stop by and see TJ Brewer at the, at the Bengals. Um, I just didn't get a chance, but he had just gotten done phrase mowing. Yeah. Um, he just posted a picture on Twitter of two weeks post phrase mowing. He's looking pretty good. Yeah. So go, those guys do a good job. Do you were, do any phrase mowing? We we haven't in years. Yeah. I would love I would love to get on a program. Got some guys who do it. If you want some, I'd love context. to get on a, pro, a program of doing it. It's just um, it's one of those things, time and money. Yeah, you know, um, every field is in use almost every day during the summer. So it's working around those issues yep. of when can we do it. Um, 
was invited to stop by the Cincinnati FC while we were up there. Uh, just another one of those situations where it was time to get home. Yeah. Didn't have a time, time to stop, but I'd, I'd have loved to have checked in with them. And um, on our way home, we were actually planning on, uh, which is why I didn't have time to check in with these guys. We were planning on stopping at a Louisville Bats game. Um, but as we drove by, we saw the tarp on the field. My wife checked Twitter, and they were postponed due to rain. Yeah. So we came on home. Um, my knucklehead is up in Boston this week with his mom. <laughs> Um, and he sent me pictures of the field and the field, the grounds crew working. Yeah. You know, a grounds crew kid is going to send grounds crew pictures. That's just right. how it is. And he's like, it looks really good. Yeah. Through the pictures, it looked amazing. So I'm sure those guys are clicking away. Yep. Um, other than that, just uh, busy dealing with travel baseball and work and yeah. um, those kinds of things. I know you've been busy. What have you been up to? I, um, biggest thing, I, I, my son had turned 21 this year back in April. And so I had promised him that once he got out of school and everything, we'd go on a trip. And, you know, again, with the protocols and everything, I wasn't sure what Vegas was like. And so I'd never been to Cherokee, North Carolina. I've been, I go down to Biloxi if I'm going to go to the casino or do something like that. And so we decided to go up to Cherokee. And man, I, we had a blast. It, yep. A quick trip up to Cherokee, it's about a four hour drive. Uh, up in the mountains, beautiful casino. We how were the how were the protocols? Like, what did you have to nothing. do? Nothing. They had no. They had no issue. Uh, that you could. They recommended if you wanted to wear a mask. There was no requirement. Uh, sure. The main buffet was not open, but I don't know if that was because of because we ate a breakfast buffet the one morning. So I didn't. From the last time I went to a casino where they had plastic, uh, you know, petitions up and all that, they didn't have any of that this time sure. around. You could do anything. Uh, looked like tables were maxed out. So, yeah, I didn't see any issues with anything. Um, but we had a big time. It was his first uh, first go around with gambling, and he, uh, he he understood that you win some and you lose some and you lose more than you win, <laughs> you know. So he uh, – it was it was a big time. But, we had, you know, we don't – I rarely get to spend time because my kids are all older, you know, one-on-one -on -one time with them. And so that was fun to do. We sports gambled. Um just had a big old time, and then we then we drove over to uh, Gatlinburg, which is only by drive about thirty yeah, minutes, right thirty five miles. Right outside, Gatlinburg. but it ain't thirty five miles. To, it ain't thirty minutes to get there. Yeah, it's windy, it's, it's crazy, twisty, but it's yeah. a beautiful drive over the mountains, and and so we uh, we went in there. Gatlinburg is like Disney World, man. There's just people everywhere. We uh we we just hung out for the day and I was like man I'm done with this the they wanted we were we thought about staying over for a night and just hanging out but they want crazy amounts of money for just a day so we just drove back in but we had a big time and that's about it you know we uh, work has been crazy uh, going nuts doing that back and forth so you mess that, up anyone else's pressure gauge on their spray no or I was gonna tell you that we um, we appreciate the your assistance and uh, assist on uh, helping us get some spray in they do have a sprayer. They Good. The, the sprayer was delivered, uh, didn't work properly, so we sent it back. But I got I just got word that uh, it is now fixed and will be re-delivered. They awesome. got an old Toro fifty six hundred or fifty seven hundred, but it's, it looked in good shape. Man, I was gl I was glad to help you guys. Yeah, I, I'm giving you crap. I've been giving you yeah. crap all week about the the pressure gauge. I'm sure that was on us. Your funniest response, I said, what was it? You said. <laughs> I let former superintendents borrow it. <laughs> I was like, man. So there's a hose. If you didn't know, yeah. um, there's a hose that goes from that pressure gauge box down up under 
up under the recirculating pump yeah. or whatever. And um, I disconnected, disconnected it on both ends. And um, Brownlee had came over. So I talked to a guy with Smithco, and he told me what to do. Yeah. Brownlee came over and helped me find. He was here. I was mentioning it to him. So he helped me find them. And we blew it out initially with the just like an air nozzle from our from our um, air pump. Is it that little thin mm -hmm. poly tube? Yep. yep. Is there it's not fluid in that? Yeah. So your product runs through, through that. that. Okay. So if you have anything possibly gets gunky, you get buildup in yep. there and you create a clog. And so that pressure gauge on your dash wouldn't work. So Brownlee and I blew it out. We got just air blowing through it, but it still wouldn't work. So a while back, I had bought some air nozzles, and I, I found one that was real thin, like needle point yeah. almost. I sent you the picture yeah. of it, and I was able to get that into the hose, and then I turned on the compressor and just blew straight air through it, and a, a big blob of something came out of it, and it's worked ever since. So honestly, that was a great feeling of I fixed this shit myself, yeah. you know, without much assistance, you know, being right. able to, you know how those spray rigs are, man. They're so one little thing causes the entire thing to, to screw up on you. I got I, the, the spray and this gives me an idea because the spray rig I got now, it, the, um, I think it, the pressure oscillates really bad. Like it bounces back and forth, you know, 10 or so degrees. Or, so uh, I had PSI. that problem. Yeah. I had that problem before the problem that you pointed out. Yeah. Which was funny because I just sprayed the day before when I brought it to you and it worked fine. But I had that problem and I took off that that big filter pump or yeah. that big filter cartridge. Yeah. And it, it solved that problem. Um, so I'm wondering if, so you just dis disconnected the hose at both yeah. ends and blew it out. I'll show you yeah. after we record. Because I'm going to try, I'm going to try that. Um, I think it's because it's an old sprayer and nobody ever thinks to clean that tube out. No, but I it, mean, it's I just oscillate. You know, the, the one, it won't even go to zero. It, so I have to fig. I had to manually figure out where the pressure was. So it's, it, it reads like 150, but it's you know maybe like 50 psi. Right. So it's weird. Might have something in yeah, it. Yeah. So I'm gonna no clean telling. that out. Yeah. All right. Well. Cool. I like spray rigs. They're so much fun. Ah, man, no, they're not. I saw a guy. I saw a guy on Twitter. Um, I told you that's my happy place is spraying. But I, I I saw a guy on Twitter. He was talking about blowing out his nozzles, his boom nozzles. And he was talking about he bought cans of compressed air. I was like, that, that's going to get expensive. Yeah. So um, when I found all of our extra nozzles and I found it's like a straw tip, just like your compressed air yeah. cans are. I was like, this will be perfect. You know, and he was talking about I'm sure he was using the big nozzles and, and stuff was blowing back in his face and he was tired of it. Well, I took all my 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 boom nozzles off and sprayed those out with that thin needle yeah and that worked great so i was like all right this is this is a great way to do it so yeah. i ended up blowing out all my cartridge filters on the boom and all my all my filters on it just to get a nice clean just so hopefully i don't have any more issues going yeah. into the summer but you, now that i know yeah i know what to look for do you use the filters in the nozzles mm -hmm. tip too yeah yeah those get I, I how often you clean those every time i yeah. every time i spray yeah and i, I think it's just a good practice just yeah. because it, it's never when I do it every time, do I have an issue? It's only when I skip a few times that I have an issue. Right. So I've just found that if I take that 10 minutes to take them all off, I don't even always do it right then. 
I'll throw them in a bucket full of cleaner. Yeah. And then come back and blow them out and throw yeah. them back on. You know, in 10 minutes, it's worth it not to have an issue while you're out spraying. But yeah. I really like having those on there so that you don't get gunk down in your nozzle and it's spraying funky. Well, I mean, as soon as the no I mean, the nozzle's guaranteed. If you don't have something, yeah. your nozzle's going to get Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it's just ha it's going to happen. No doubt. I mean, it's just the way it goes. But. Yeah. Anything else? Well, what's going on in the world? You, how about Julio? You don't pay attention to football, do you? Oh, yeah. Julio Jones. That. That's a big pickup, man. That's a big, Shoot. big pickup. I was pretty happy for them. The Titans, boy. They could be good. That, that, that offense, I don't know. If, if I was a defensive coordinator, I'd just throw my hands up. You think we're going to have an offensive line, though? Nothing matters if Tannehill's on well, his back 15 this, games, so, times a game. So, you're absolutely correct. If he don't have any time to throw, it doesn't matter because D-backs can guard for two or three seconds. Yeah. I mean, there's just nobody – they're just that good. But if he does get enough time and, and – and, and, but I, here's the thing that I think that makes it a, a, a game changer is, is the running game. Oh, there's no doubt. So, so now you have to guard your two wide receivers. Right. Before they would double team Brown yep. and then just stack the box. Yeah. That ain't, I, I don't know if you can do that. That's not going to cut it this year. And if you can put them on one side and then run away from it, or if you can, I mean, I, I, mean, I don't, I, I know enough to be dangerous about schemes and, and all that, but I just can't imagine how they're going to be able to account for putting enough people that if they want to run the ball, they will. If they want to throw it, they'll just it'll just be reading the You're not going to be able to stack the box because as soon as you do, yeah. you're going to get a slant to Brown or Julio. Yep. And, it's going to be and, rough. Yeah. And then if and then if they get any semblance of a tight end or a third, you know, Josh is it Josh Reynolds? I think it's Josh Reynolds, the third wide receiver. He's pretty damn good too. Yeah. So he could have a career year. <laughs> All right. Well, I you guess that's you want to introduce that. our first yeah, guest? Yeah, I guess we will introduce the first ever guest of the Keeping It Real podcast. Um, Go ahead. I'm, I'm going to hit the record button here because you didn't remind me. I was about to remind you. I was giving you plenty of time with the lead-in. But our first ever guest of the Keeping It Real podcast is somebody that is, is I was going to say near and dear, but that would be a lie. Um, <laughs> I guess I'll just jump into it. Milton yeah. Valencia, he's, um, he's an assistant here at, at Innsworth. He's been with me um, since I became the head. And um, he's, he's one of my go-to guys for most anything. Um, just a workhorse, good guy, uh, good friend, honestly. I mean, I, I've said it before. My entire crew is, is family for me. Yeah. And um, Milton's one of those guys that on the weekend, if I'm out doing something or if he's out doing something, we'll snap pictures and send to each other just drinking a – if I'm drinking a Modelo or something or at a Mexican restaurant, I'll, <laughs> I'll shoot it over to him. And, um, you know, Milton came in into the grounds industry um, really not having any idea of, of what we do. Uh, he had done a lot of, of landscaping on the side and, yep. and continues to do that. But, you know, that was kind of where he was at. And um, he was working on the cleaning crew here at Innsworth. And – he was ready to leave that, you know, just not, not a real sure. where he wanted to be. And um, he had just made a comment to someone here at the school of, hey, if you guys ever have any openings to work for Innsworth, I would love a chance. And just so happened I did and um, took a shot on the guy. <sighs> Biggest headache maybe ever. <laughs> but Milton, thanks for coming on. We appreciate you joining um, you're the butt of a lot of my jokes whenever I tell jokes. He's on, talked a on lot air. about you, Milton, so you, you got to bring it today. 
Thank you, guys. All right. What's happening? Bring it up, bring it up to your mouth, yeah. man. Have you been on a? Have you been a, in the media before? Uh, no, not really. Actually, <laughs> we're gonna bring it right here, buddy. Let, let me make sure that we're recording him because I, yeah, okay, okay we got him. I think. I'm, talk in the microphone real quick. Say how you been, man. What's going on with you? Uh, just keep learning some experience yep. over here with John. Yep. You like working for John? Yeah, it's, uh, we're learning a lot of stuff from grass, and all, actually, I'm learning more. Yeah. I see the grass in a different way now. Right. Well, John's talked a lot about you, and, uh, and uh, you know, I, he, uh, he, he's, no, he's nobody without his staff, and he's mentioned you a bunch of times and talks about how good all his guides are. And so welcome to the show, and I hope you uh, enjoy just sitting in and listening to us chat for a minute. But uh, talk about what's, uh, what's been going on with you. Too many things around, actually. <laughs> Hang on a second. We're making some adjustments. Oh, that's all right, John. We don't have to be perfect. I, I can pick him up. There you go, Bob. I'll hold mine. That's right. So what's, what, what have you been working on today? Uh, today I've been working on a field A. Yeah. Start mowing, uh, trying to get the Bermuda back. Yep. And uh, just all the fields around. Yeah. Just testing the different grasses. So what's the, what's the, uh, what's the best thing you like about working here at Innsworth? Uh, the best thing is that uh, you can try the potters. Uh, I used to go to the bars, not because to, I watch the sports, you know, because yep. I, I want to watch the fields and see how they look like. Yeah. So I see some nice potters, so I want to try it over here. Yep. And uh, John gave me the opportunity to do that, and uh, he let everybody, you know, do the best. Yeah. And uh, it's working, actually. Yep. So All right, I got a question for him. I ask him. Yeah. What's your least favorite task? When you look at the job board... What's that task that you say, oh, shit? What's the plan, John Cena? <laughs> What's the plan, John Cena? What's the plan? <laughs> well, that's what he says. I've told, I've told this story many times. If I don't have the task listed on the board, yeah. you can guarantee he's either in the office or on the phone. What's yeah. the plan, John? But what's that task that you don't like? What's one task that you just hate doing? Mo. Mo? You don't? Yeah, that's right. Milton hates to sit on the mower all day. He hates it with a passion. He says it's boring. Yeah. I can do it for a while, but yeah. eventually it's like uh, I fall asleep sometimes. <laughs> fall asleep? <laughs> so let me tell a story on Milton, and yep. I'll, I'll let him jump in if he wants to. It was his first week here, and I had just deep-tined, aerated on the uh, stadium field, and I had flagged all the heads so that whenever I – did it i wouldn't hit any heads or anything and yep um i left the flags out and i told him to go behind me and mow mind you he was four or five days in at this point he mowed around every flag he would drive right up to it mow around drive right up to it mow around <laughs> and i went out there and i said did you not pull the flags no no i, I know i know pull them <laughs> i said why i think you want me to mow around them it was a test yeah. No, man, it's not a test. <laughs> I needed you to pick them flags up. So I learned real quick with Milton, if I need something done, I tell him that's what I need done. Yeah. Or he's going to go do exactly what I said. Right. He's not going to veer off of what I said do. Yep. So I learned real quick, got to tell him exactly what to do. Um, you know, we've had, we've had a really good time with Milton here. Um, like I said before, he, he's one heck of a worker. We'll do exactly what you say or, you know, whatever you tell him. He won't complain. Um, I think for Milton, every day is a good day. You know, it, if the weather is, uh, 
like today, you know, we came in this morning. It it's crap outside. You've been out there. Oh, he's like, that's why well, I'm here. He's like, the weather's perfect. Yeah, and I I can't look at it that way because yeah. I'm I'm looking at what we have planned to do over the next you know two or three weeks, yep. and Milton's looking at it's it's a beautiful day. Yep. The only thing he is not like that on is food. This guy needs his own food channel <laughs> because he will nitpick food like nobody's business. Yeah. Brownlee came in one day and made burgers for us. And I was telling Michael, I was like, Milton's going to complain about something with him. <laughs> Brownlee asked him, he said, what's a taco, Milton? Meat, cheese, tortilla. He said, what's a quesadilla, Milton? Meat, cheese, cheese. tortilla. What are nachos? Uh, meat, cheese, tortilla. <laughs> <laughs> he said, so quit complaining about American food, man. <laughs> And it, so now every time we eat, you know, that's that's a running joke with yeah. us. Milton, we went we went to our first STMA with Milton and you could tell he um he was lost. You know, it he had been here since about August at that point, I think. And you know, they're talking top dressing, they're yeah. talking calibrations, and he hadn't gotten to do any of that at this point. It's his first STMA, you know, it's he has no clue. You know, and you've been there, sure. you know, your first golf course meeting or whatever, and you're like, what What are these guys talking about? Yeah. But then when you, we went back into the spring of the following year, it was like a light bulb went on. Right. He understood why we're beating the Bermuda up. He understood why we're trying to push it lower, why we're top dressing or aerating. And, you know, he, he came to me, you know, about halfway through that next year, and he's like, I learned a lot from STMA. He didn't realize he learned a lot from right. it, but he learned a lot from it. Would you agree with that? Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, sometimes I hear they was just talking for talk, you know, to gain some time and right. next, next. But eventually, as you work, you see yeah. what happened, you know, what yeah. to do. And everybody shared the experience. So it, it was amazing. I yep. learned a lot, actually. And now I pay attention, actually. <laughs> <laughs> How do, uh, where, where are you originally from? I'm from Mexico. Mexico? Yep. How long have you been here? Uh, 27 years. 27 years. Man, your English is good. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I wish I had better well, Spanish. Actually, I learned it over here in Nashville. I, yeah. I live in California. Everybody talks Spanish. I yeah. move over here. I'm like, okay, I guess I have to learn again. Yeah. Yep. I'm learning. I'm ba I got back on my lessons again. You, you, you speaking Spanish? I need to. Man, it, I'm, I'm, I'm taking it serious again. I, I, I go up and down. I, had I can tell you Milton is me or Mora. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> He hates that. <laughs> I'm sure he does. <laughs> Cut it off. Yeah. We'll edit that out, Milton. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm... What do you use for your lessons? Well, I have Rosetta Stone. Uh, that's really good. Um, I also use an app called Duolingo, which is every bit as good as Rosetta Stone. I haven't bought the free... the uh, the um, There's a free version, and then there's a paid version. You don't need the, the paid version. Don't, I don't think so. You, you probably is. But the best, here's, here's what I would tell you is the best way to learn, and this is what I found that accelerates it, is have him speak to you only in Spanish until you try to understand. This Spanish is not very well, good. Well, it may not be. <laughs> have you lost Spanish? Have you? No, 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 no really. Yeah. Well, see, what I found, I, when, I was, when I had a, um, a, a group of guys around me that I told them, and I learned this from going to the Dominican for several years in a row. I learned a lot of Spanish just being around 
everything in Spanish and you sort of, uh, you know, associate words. And so I, I came back and I said, listen, talk to me only in Spanish. What little I get, I'll understand and I'll try to speak it back to you. But, it, but I want to be able to hear you say it. And then, and then if we can't communicate, then we'll speak in English. And that accelerated how much I learned real fast. But if you don't do that over and over again, then you have to go to studying it. And it's just the constant repetition. Uh, the best way to learn is uh, listen to music, actually. Listen to music? Yeah, you listen to the ugly song. They repeat it all over and all over. Yeah. And then you end up saying that word. Right. So that's how it works. Yeah. I mean, I... I, I Unless I, you're listening I, to some Mexican gangster rap. That right. Might be not is that, is that a thing? <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Do they have gangster rap in Mexico? Uh, they got all styles, actually. <laughs> Mexican country, Mexican rap, yeah. Mexican... R&B. What's your favorite music? Uh, soft rock, actually. Soft rock? Mexican or uh, Spanish, I mean? Both, actually. Both, yeah? Both. What's your favorite group? Uh, Mexico, actually, I haven't listened in yeah. a while. <laughs> but in, in uh, American? American? Uh, soft rock. What's your favorite group? Uh, actually, I listen to old songs like, uh, see, I can find one. He likes one. Jack <laughs> FM. Like it, uh, oh, okay. he, he gets pissed off at me if I have it on country. Yeah. And he'll always change it to Jack FM. Yeah. Either that or he'll put it on the um, classic, one, just like classic bon rock. Or, yeah. yeah. So, where did, so when did you come to America? When did I come? I come in 1994. All right. And where did you go? Where was the first place you stopped? Uh, I live in uh, Orange County. California. Orange County. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I was leading into this. There was one day I was in, I was in a rap mood. And he got in the truck with me, and we went to go somewhere, and I had Dr. Dre playing. And he started telling me stories of, in the 90s, living in Orange County, yeah. Dr. Dre and Tupac. And he's like, this brings back a lot of memories. <laughs> yeah, we used to play DJ over there. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. My friend do that, so I help him, and that's what we did. Yeah. Milton's done a lot of stuff in his time. We, I mean, we, could, fill, we could fill multiple episodes with the work he's done, just yeah. different areas of, of life, mechanic work pharmaceutical work. Um, like I said, he was on the cleaning crew. He, he does a heck of a job with his landscaping on the side, and which I use him to, um, to walk around with Brightview with me. Because he'll see, you know, I see the same stuff every day. Milton will be able to point out different things. So yep. it, it's, been real, it's been real good adding him to those walks and letting him point out some things he has seen that maybe I haven't seen or right. whatever. Um, plus with his, you know, his landscaping stuff on the side, he, he gets pretty familiar with certain things, Yeah, you know, um, teaching him, you know, teaching him different tree, tree pruning techniques and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, has been, been real beneficial to him, I believe. Um, I was going somewhere with that, but I forgot. That's all right. So what's your favorite thing to do here? Everything to do yeah. over here and work. Yeah, and work. Yeah. Work. Uh, sometimes doing the patterns, actually, in the field. <laughs> he loves the mud patterns. Sometimes. The patterns in the mud. Yeah. I was having trouble figuring out what he was saying. Oh, okay. The patterns. That's why you were looking. Yeah, he like, loves. Is, yeah. I thought he was talking about a putter on the green or something. He, I was like, what's he doing out he there? He loves different mow patterns. Oh, I got you. Like, it, it yeah. makes his day. I think it all started on softball one time. I said, mow whatever you want in it, you know, and he, <laughs> he would try different things yeah. and was real proud of those. Yeah. Um, he kind of got, a, we kind of got away from using Milton on a lot of the, the real mowing. Cause like he said earlier, he hates mowing. So yeah. we, we'll kind of use him on like more of the, the rough mowing or whatever, and yeah. then let him go do other tasks. 
Um, but yeah, he, he enjoys his patterns. He hates painting. Am yeah. I right, right or wrong? You're right. He hates painting. Yeah. He can weed eat. He can manicure some weed eating. I'm right. telling you, pristine weed eating skills. That's um, good. That's good. Yeah. It's on the blood. But he hates it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, he, but he hates it at yeah. the same time. Yeah. You know, he does not enjoy it. But I don't, I don't think I've ever met yeah. anyone that enjoys weed eating. But if you, if you go out there and look after he's done, it's, yeah. it's pristine. Well, you touted Milton as like your words of wisdom, Miltonisms. What, what, are, what, are some of the, what are some of your favorite ones? He calls me John Cena. And we, <laughs> we can't tell the whole story of why just because it, be, it wouldn't be nice. But basically got rid of um, some old sales reps that were in here. Got rid of LSI, you know, and brought in Brightview. Yeah. Um, got rid of. Uh, you say um, got rid of like you done away with them or something. We did. We did. John <laughs> Cena. Um, we lost a we lost a former crew member that was a kind of a cancer to the crew, and and Milton kind of labeled me as John Cena. Yeah. You know, throwing them out of the ring, getting rid of them from from. So the you're wrestling fan, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. He's John Cena. Um. The what's the plan is always the, the go-to for him. It's every day. Some days I come in in a bad mood, and the what's the plan will get under my skin, and sometimes it just makes me laugh. The, uh, the good news, it's always, if he's fixing a piece of equipment, write it down. There's good news, and there's bad news. Yeah. Always. And he'll, which one you want first, buddy? We're going to call this, uh, what is the, how do you say, como se dice, what's the plan in Espanol? Qual is the plan? Qual is the plan? That's the name of this episode. Qual is the plan? Qual is the plan, Juan Cena? Qual is the Qual is the plan? Duh. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. All right. That's it. I like it. So yeah. you know the the what's the plan? The um, <laughs> the good news, the bad news. Milton's tried to kill me a couple times. Oh my God. Um, Little accidents. Small accidents. Could have led to major problems, but they never have. Tell us, because we, we've had a lot of good stories, and now sitting here, I can't think of any of them, but what's one of the best days? I got one. I'm going to put you on the spot. What's right. your favorite thing about your boss? Oh. Tell, tell, me something good, tell me something good that he does. He's flexible, actually. Oh, that's good. Really flexible. Yep. So he understands if you need a timeout or you, just, you, know, you yep. need something, he will. Yep. He will help you, actually. Let's make it real clear. I've never given him a timeout. I've <laughs> never put him in the corner and made him stand. Well, actually, uh, I, 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 know, I know what he means. It's not. I, I know what he means. <laughs> he, um, Milton had some family issues down in Mexico, and um, right, right in the middle of, of football season, which is, is go time, and um, he called me and said he needed to leave and go. Yeah. You know, we'll figure it out. It's, it's not a big deal. Family first, work second, you know, is how it should be. So, you know, that's kind of where he's going with that one. Um, what's something else, Milton? Well, it's kind of hard to remember. We had a lot of good and bad time over here. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is my least, what is my worst quality as a boss? Is there something that I do that pisses you off? <laughs> no. Uh, no, it's not. I don't, I don't think. You don't think it's a little bit OCD for sure. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I would never guess that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, sometimes the way that he talks, but that's his style. Yeah. Actually. 
What do you mean when I talk and I'm kind of excited yeah. about something or frustrated about something? Yeah, he, or or the cussing. Is the cussing? <laughs> cussing. But it's never but at it's, it's never at you guys. Exactly. No, it's the way. Yeah. It's not because he mean it. It's a. I I think it's a style that he got. Yeah. <laughs> he said he said his daughter complains because he, you know, they say you pick up the traits of the three people you're around the most. You're the average of the five people you hang around. Okay. That's there it is. Close. So I was close. Yeah. I don't hang around five people, so it's probably three for me. Well. But um. He said his daughter complained that he was cussing more after starting to work here for a little while. So maybe that's something I should work on. Anyways. Um, no, but with the time, you know, I understand that's the way that he talked. And then uh, I started doing it, too. <laughs> <laughs> so we get along better. But uh, it's not because he mean it. Yeah. That's the way he, he one, of, one of the things he's talking about with, with being OCD is... Something I have to constantly get on Milton about is how fast he mows, you know, and, and getting the washboard effect. And I've had to show him the washboard a yeah. hundred times. And I'll probably have to show him a hundred more this summer. <laughs> but it's just he'll pedal down and go, you know, and uh, trying to explain to him that you've got to slow down, can't mow it that fast, yep. and then showing him why. And I'm sure at times the veins in my head pop out mm -hmm. when I'm talking to him about it. Yep. You know, and he always goes back and corrects it the next time. You know, right. it's never a standing problem. It's just one of those things I have to remind him a couple times every season that yeah. we need to slow down when we mow. Más despacio. Yeah, exactly. Más despacio. Slow <laughs> down. Más despacio. More slow. Okay. Más despacio. Yeah. I'll figure that out. See? You got me, huh? Yeah. I got you. See, no <laughs> excuses now, Milton. Oh Milton has, um, he came in pretty clutch you know, as a mechanic for the crew. You know, we yeah. don't have a standing mechanic. And Milton, has, he's taught me a lot. We call ourselves part changers, you right. know, because we're not really mechanics. We can't diagnose anything, but we can change a part. Yeah. And so, um, you know, he's taught me a lot about changing parts and buying the right tools. Um, he is the pickiest person on tools. He will gripe at me about the tools I buy all the time. And then I'll go back and buy yeah. what Milton wanted. And <laughs> usually it works out. But um, he does a real good job with mechanical work. And I think he enjoys that. It's not his 40-hour job. But yeah. I think he enjoys coming in and on days when he can work on stuff. And yeah. I've learned real quick to leave him by himself on that stuff. Yep. You not rush him. Leave him by himself. And nine times out of ten, it's fixed. Yeah. The only time it hasn't been fixed is when it was my truck. Oh, my God. I don't remember that. <laughs> It was a recall that he showed on the YouTube video. And we find out later after we spent quite a few money on it. <laughs> he cost me a lot of money. Not a big deal. Stuff happens, though. Just the engine. Just the engine? <laughs> Had to replace the engine in it. What's this story about? So um, the family and I were heading up to Bowling Green. You remember yeah. we made a trip up to Louisville, yep. and the engine blew in the truck on the way up there. Well... It didn't blow at that time, but yeah. started having issues. So I brought the truck in to the shop one day, and that was Milton's task for the day was get the rig up. I got to have a truck. It was a rain day, of course. Yeah. I was like, I got to have a truck, man. And, um, man, he, you know, bless his heart, he, he worked his butt off trying to get it up and going, you know, and not being able to figure out why it wasn't up and going, running back to the parts store. He had my debit card. He'd run to the parts store, buy a part. 
come back. This is going to work, buddy. <laughs> this is going to work. And then I'd get a phone call. Ring, ring. Buddy, I got bad news. <laughs> he said, but I, th- I think it's this. This is going to work. So he'd go buy it, come back. It didn't work. Buddy, I know one more thing we can try. And, you know, it was all day. And yeah. not his fault. You know, we're, he's not a mechanic, yeah. you know, but he was trying to get me up and going. And sure enough, I took the truck to Chevy the next day, and um, I had a, a bent lifter arm. Is that yeah. what it was? Yeah, for all the guys out there, 5.7 Chevy, 2004, <laughs> no, 2007 to 2014, the recall is the lifter cylinder six. The best news we can give you, the best piece of advice we can give you is don't buy that model. <laughs> and if you do, buy it to where it doesn't shut down the fuel management. Yeah. That, that's the best thing you can do. But yeah. we learned that watching a lot of videos, didn't we, buddy? We almost replaced the engine. That was the last thing to fix. <laughs> We got it. <laughs> ended up ended up replacing the engine is what ended up happening, but it's oh all good. Oh my gosh, this is ha- this has to be a standing uh, epi- uh, scenario or situation on the podcast. This is a trip. I told you. <laughs> I mean, we've said it. I can't even spit it out. I'm, what episode is this? I don't know. Ten. Well, I've 11. been talking about it every episode yeah. of having him in for a segment. Um, well, it breaks up us talking. Truthfully, just one of the funniest guys. Yeah all around that I've ever met, yeah. you know, um, funniest, one of the best human beings I've ever met is Milton, yeah. you know, and I've got everybody on the crew. I could say that about, I could say that about every yeah. single person on the crew. Um, and I mean it about every one of them. And there's days, I mean, there's days Milton knows I'm frustrated with him yeah. for whatever the situation may be, but he also knows it's work related when it comes to personal still love him. Yeah. You know, just frustrated with the situation at work. You know, we, we stay busy. We're high, we're held to to very high expectations, and um, there's times when I'm just pissed. You know, yeah. we we got too much to do, and um, you know, Milton's Milton's learned how to how to read between me being mad and me just being busy and frustrated. Yeah. You know, and your crew knowing you is super important for sure. For sure, Milton Milton knows. You know, he knows outside of here. I have a life that's hectic you know, sick wife, whatever. And he knows there's days I'm not in it, you yeah. know, and, and he, he knows his days when to kind of use kid gloves with me. And he knows his days when he can mess around and throw hammers at me or sling chains at me or try to kill me or whatever. Yeah. So we were stuck. Milton got stuck on the skid steer in a swamp on the other side of the road. <laughs> And, um, what the heck you doing on the other side of the road? Mowing. So right. we own that property, and we have to mow part of it okay. every once in a while. So we hooked up a bush hog attachment on the front side of the skid steer, and he was going to go mow a, a particular area. And, um, the swamp ate him, yeah. basically. That long story short, the swamp jumped up and ate him. And um, he called me, and he's like, I'm walking back to the shop, buddy. I'm, I'm sunk. So we grabbed the tractor and the chain, and... Um, went over there and I started yanking. I had the tractor hooked up to the skid steer and we started trying to yank it out. Well, little did we know our chain had been replaced. It wasn't the chain we thought it was. Right. And I'm, I made a couple good pulls on it and I, man, I reared back and tried to pull that, that skid steer out of there. And when I did, the chain broke in half and came flying at me. And I'm with every bit of force that was on that tractor. Ooh. And, um, all I could do it 
everybody that saw it, Milton and another guy said I looked like I was in the Matrix because of the way I moved. Yeah. Trying to move. For, and it landed about a foot short of me. I mean, it would have split my skull wide open if it had hit me. Would yeah. it not? It would have killed yeah. me. I just turned it around and I don't want to see it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, it didn't hit me, thank God. Yeah. But, you know, we talk about that's one of the days he tried to kill me. There was another day we joke around about, we say he was mad at me because we were building a, um, a nail drag box and we needed some extra wood for it. Well, I didn't, lumber is expensive right now. And I Tell refused, me about I refused to go buy lumber for this project. But we yeah. had a couple broken pallets in here. I was like, just break down the pallets and use that wood. You know, this isn't something that has to be perfect. Right. We just need an extra couple extra pieces on it. So one of the other guys was, was hammering on the pallet and couldn't get it broken apart. So Milton said, give it to me. I'd do it. So he takes the hammer, and he rears back, and he pounds it. He's pounding it. Can't get it apart. He rears back as hard as he can. From So he had just hit it, right? Boom. And he rears back as hard as he can, and the, the hammer flies out of his hand. I was standing behind him when the hammer flew out of his <laughs> hand, and it hit me in the gut so darn hard. And he's looking around like he thought it was going to hit the garage door. Yeah. You was, know, he, what was that? I was waiting for the boom from the garage door. When I turn around, I look at it. John Cena, John swallowed the hammer. <laughs> swallowed it. Yeah. Took it to the gut, man. You know, I, it did not feel good at all. Yeah. You know, a couple feet lower to hit, it hit the family members. You know, a couple feet higher, it's taking yep. my head off. So luckily, it was in the gut, and I was good. You know, no, no broken ribs or nothing. I have to give it up for you. Uh, you don't scream. He took it like a man. There you go. <laughs> it's because he probably didn't know what else to do. I didn't know what else to do at that point. I was ready to grab that hammer and wrap it around his head. Yeah. What I was ready to do. Like, what happened there? You never know what's going to happen yep. in that shop with the cast of characters we have. Yep. You, know, and, you know, there's days, like I've said, where the crew doesn't get along or whatever, but you can pretty much rest assured when we clock out, it's all under yep. the bridge at that point. Yep. We don't. You know, when, when Milton was going through his stuff at home in Mexico, you know, the guys were checking in on him. Yeah. One of my guys right now, his daddy's battling a, a COVID diagnosis and um, been battling it pretty hard. Mm -hmm. um, things are looking good now, you know, but every one of the guys have sent him texts letting him know that they're thinking about his daddy. You know, it's a tight-knit group, man. Sure. Anytime you got a cast of characters together, there's yeah. going to be issues. Um, but at the end of the day, I think we would all – I think we'd all fight for each other. Oh, for sure. That's what makes. Would the, you? That, would you? Would you take on BJ for me? If he if he came in here ready to beat me up, would you take on BJ? Absolutely. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good answer. He said absolutely. <laughs> well, that's what makes uh, having a staff and a crew, and especially in our business, uh, somewhat special because you have individuals with different personalities, lots of different backgrounds and and uh getting that whole mixture to work together sometimes can be challenging but also very rewarding yeah and for the guys to meet different people and and have uh co different kinds of conversations you know it's that's what's cool about our industry you don't get that everywhere i'll tell you what he is uh i'll let him jump in on this conversation he is a social butterfly yeah when we go to events like stma or cta yeah. and like, there's an outing he is a social butterfly. You're and going to hit the margaritas and stuff, aren't you? Oh, I'm going to try, actually. Yeah. I would try my best. <laughs> he, um, you know, when I went to my first STMA, I was real scared to go to that first-timers banquet and stuff. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not a social butterfly. 
Yeah. You know, I'm very awkward individual around, especially new people. And um, I kind of felt bad for Milton his first year, you know, because he was the only one of our crew in there. And I'm like, man, he's going to feel he's going to feel like an outcast. Shoot. Yeah. He came out of there talking to about five different people, knew every one of them by the time it was over. Yeah. He's got guys. He's got more people he's looking for when we go to STMAs and trade shows now than I've got right. that I'm looking for. He's like um, Dr. Goatley is a big fan of Milton. Um, lots of them, man. Lots of those guys, are they know Milton, and they're looking for him when we're there, which is, I mean, it's rewarding to see your crew sure. branching out, yeah. you know, and, and talking to people. How does it make you feel, uh, Milton, that y'all win awards like Field of the Year or, you know, Private School Field of the Year, all those types of things that y'all have won over the last couple of years? What's that make you feel like? Uh, I feel really, it feels really good, actually. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, all the training, everything that John has been telling me is working. Yeah. Uh, the STMA, uh, everything that I listen, and now I see it in our fields. Yeah. It makes me feel really good. It's worth it, actually. Do you, do you, um, do you feel like when you're doing something you want to understand and learn about it more, or are you just kind of going through the motions or doing it? Uh, you no, first was about to just do it. Yeah. Now it's about to do it right. Yeah. And I know why you have to do it this way. Yeah, and, and do you do a lot of reading or studying? or? Uh, actually, um, I view actually a lot of things in the computer. Actually. YouTube that's and stuff? Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's what I do. Reading, I'm kind of a little bit lazy to read. <laughs> But, uh, but uh, when I like it, when yeah. I see that he's working, yeah. that's when I start reading. That's good. So I was showing them when we pulled cores out here about two weeks ago. I was showing them why, you know, I, I was showing them why the field wasn't taking water because I would water it and you'd just see standing water across the top of right. it, you know. And I was showing them on those cores the layer that had built up from from the flood, basically, mm -hmm. and you know, kind of taking the time to explain why we were pulling the cores why we were getting them off the field, and then why we were top dressing, and what my hope for that top dressing sand would be, would be to help break up, break up that layer. Sure. Why I was spraying immediately after the cores were pulled. You know, and we watched that field go from soggy the day we pulled the cores to nice and firm before we were done. Yeah. You know, so it just showed you that it wasn't taking water at all. You know, and now quite a bit of rain this morning here, and we're out there mowing it. That, yeah. That's not happening two weeks ago. So I'm 100% positive that field's coming back. But in the process of doing that, taking the time to show guys like Milton and Doug and Chase and Parker why we're doing this stuff, right? super important. You know, because if they don't know sure. the whys, Heck yeah. if I don't tell him why we're doing it, we just go do it. Yeah, they don't understand. And but, then they don't care. And it gets frustrating. It works really good because in my side jobs, people ask me, oh, my grass, so something wrong with their grass. Yeah. And then after all the experience, I look at it, and I'm like, buddy, you don't have grass. You got weeds. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> they think, they yeah. think it's grass. Right. So that's, that's what I'm learning, actually, right now. Yeah. That might be another segment. Buddy, <laughs> buddy you don't have grass. You got weeds. You got weeds. <laughs> they're mowing kind of nice, but they're weeds. Yeah. Hey, a nice crabgrass along go a long way. Absolutely. <laughs> I want to give me a nice poa yeah. lawn. So that, that's uh, another thing Milton learned a lot about. So I'm going to... I'm going to brag on him for a minute. Um, I think it was your second STMA. Would that be right, or was it your first? Um, are, are, you, are you taking him to the nationals or, or yeah, just we go local? Uh, we go meetings. nationals. Yeah. Um, it's going to change a little bit how we do it, but in the past we've gone nationals every year. Are you, you think they're going to go back to in person? I do. 
I, 100%, I don't know yet, man. I 100% believe we'll yeah. be in person this year. We're in, we're in conversations with TTA about it. I don't know yet. They've, TTA's got their first in-person meeting coming up in July, field day. Well, we've been having, we've been having meetings in person. Uh, I'm just wondering about the national with trade shows and yeah. all that. I don't. Well, they've got a field day in person, so I'm hoping. Mm-hmm. I, I 100% believe we will, but yeah. um, I think it was Milton's first. I think it was the Arizona STMA, and that had been your first one, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so him and Chase teamed up to do this. Um, they did a – there was a grass identification course. Yeah. Um, and Chase and Milton teamed up together. And, man, they were knocking it out. They were – you know, you had a pamphlet in front of you, and you could – look at the traits of the weed or the grass or whatever it is, and they were knocking it out. And it was funny because Milton would look across a a field before that and be like, man, that looks great. That's looking really good. This year, when we started seeing some poa creeping in some areas, Milton's like, John, I see a bunch of poa (laughs) on the field. I'm like, yeah, you're right. That's exactly, you know, and learning to pull it up and look at the roots and seeing the roots and looking at the, the way the blade is on, on the POA, you know, and the, the boat shape tips, you know, he, he's learned every bit of that from a couple STMAs and then sure. some time doing it, you know, yep. and the fairy rings too. the fairy rings. Fairy rings. We call them the fairy tale rings. <laughs> so <laughs> the first time, you know, we had a fairy ring issue yeah. on some of our fields and Milton, I was out treating for it and Milton was helping treat for it. And I was explaining what it was. And I swear to you, he thought I was bull, bull crapping him. He, he, he did. Yes or no. Did you think I was bull crapping you on the name? Yes, sir. <laughs> he, he was like, there's no way this is called fairy ring. So I had to prove it to him that it was called fairy ring yeah. and then explain what it is, you know, and, and why we have it and what we're treating and how we're treating. Do you know why it's called fairy ring? I actually don't know why it's called. Fairy I don't ring. either. I was just wondering if you did. <laughs> I have no clue. I'm not going to lie. I should probably look that up. It's just what they named it yeah. at the time, I reckon. Because they say, what do you got, dollar spot? Why is it called dollar spot? It's a shape, it's the shape of a silver dollar. Yeah. But it makes no sense in today's time. Yeah. You know. No, it doesn't. I'm sure there's a reason why they call it fairy ring. I'm sure. But We'll find that out, Milton. Uh, Figure out why, why they call it fairy ring and report back next time. That's your, that's your homework assignment. Yep. yep. I, I don't know, man. But anyways, are you under a time crunch? Not really. Okay. Well, just letting you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm leaving early anyway, so it's fine. You going out of town? No. Just getting just out of here house, for the weekend. Yeah. Is he work all the time? Uh, uh, good question, but yes, sir. Yeah, he work all the yeah. time. Yeah. I grind, man. The guys know. I thought he might be bull crapping me, so I had to. <laughs> Do I sit in the office or am I out working? Both. Paperwork and Yeah, we all have paperwork. Yeah. That's working, though. I mean, unfortunately. When he says paperwork, for for the audience listening and for you, when he says paperwork, he's That's talking him. about BSing. Because I thought he was talking about toilet paperwork, like using no, the toilet. He'll all the come time. he'll come into the shop and I'll I'll be legitimately doing something and he'll come in paperwork, paperwork, paperwork. <laughs> so during the winter, you know, we're a little more flexible and I'll yep. I'll let it warm up or whatever before we go out on the task and Milton will be on his iPad. And I'll walk by, and I'll be like, paperwork, paperwork, paperwork. Yeah. He's like, it's the promised paperwork. Yeah, it's something like a, you are, you know, yeah. just chilling out in the office, and somebody comes, so you grab the paperwork yep. and uh, act like a busy. So we call him paperwork, paperwork. Yep. paperwork. What's he the biggest stickler about? Like, what's he most on, like, 
uh, particular about? Uh, the mowers. Yeah? Yep. Like what about the mowers? They have to be uh, sharp, uh, calibrated, perfect, yep. and clean. Clean ah. is the key. Clean, yep. yep. Yeah, it's another OCD thing about yeah. gar garbage. He can see garbage nowhere. No. Yeah, he's a... Uh, Meaning on campus. Yep. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. So he look around everywhere and it has to be perfect. Yeah. Yep. That's... But that's a good thing, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Now I walk to my apartment place and I start picking garbage everywhere. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, I'm working for free over here. <laughs> How many days a week do we pick up garbage? Every single day. <laughs> hey, I had a boss. You know how I got taught about this? I had a boss who would stick money under garbage. Like, he would drive by and put, like, dollar bills or $5 bills under garbage. And people, and if you picked it up, you'd find the money. But if you didn't, he, and he just, that's how he was... No, we'd have yes. no, and we we had, we had contests about how like picking up cigarette butts. Well, he'd give you like a he'd give a, a Ziploc bag, and in the end of the day, whoever had the most trash filled in it would win like a no, win, yes. win like a free lunch no. or something. That's what we need over here. <laughs> hey, I'm just telling you, that's how I learned. Hey. I mean, the importance of what it, you know, you know, it, it's just a little thing, but it can I mean like a lot. I like his answer though yeah. on the mowers. Yeah, I mean it. I'm I'm glad the guys see that, you mm -hmm. know, cause it's not, normally it's not them adjusting them. It's me. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really glad that he sees how particular I am with those mowers. But that is another thing. Now I know why he say that yeah. because in order to sharp the blades, to calibrate the blades, you have to have a clean mower. Sure. If it's dirty or bumpy, it's going to hard or it's not going to be even. Yeah. So a lot of people see me washing my mower all the time. Whoever walk out there and like, what are you washing every day? It's going to get rain. It's going to get dirty. But uh, the reason why we do it is because, you know, we want to adjust it right. And, and, uh, you want to see a mechanic go ballistic on you. Let some grass clipping be on us, them <laughs> reels or something. Well, how, how much fun is <laughs> be it? Be like, go back and wash that again. Yeah. I've been up under the mower with a couple of our guys before and, you know, checking the height or whatever and a big old clump of grass fall on my face. That's it's not no. a good day. No. You know. Um, it's not fun to clean those reels. I get it. It, it it's hard and but it it just takes it a little a bit of work man. Yeah, it does good sharp reels your your grass is healthier yeah less you know less chance of disease you know right now you know i'm i'm worried about bermuda disease you know normally it's not something we have to worry about too much yeah the way this weather's been high humidity low temps it's weak right now wet yeah i'm a little concerned about it yeah and um well you see next week's supposed to be like 90 yeah I don't you think know, we're going to have to worry about it long. Mike, yeah, it's a very short-term worry. Yeah. But, you know, all week I've really, really, really practiced sharp reels. Because yep. the more you do on that end, mm -hmm. the better. The growth regulators, the sharp reels, making sure your cut's right, not allowing that disease to creep in in any way yep. is only going to benefit you. Yep. So I, I'm really happy that that was his answer, you know, and we didn't feed him any answers because he had no clue yep. That he was coming on the show no, he until he came on the show. No. Milton, my background's in golf course <clears throat> maintenance. I, I do golf course work. Wow. Outdoor, you know, similar to sports turf in a lot of ways and not similar in a lot of ways, but that's where I, I've, I'm 26 years as a golf course superintendent. Oh, they always look beautiful. Every time I see a golf course, yeah. I don't see line or stripe. Uh, that's a question that I got for you. How do you guys mow that? Because I see it from far away. But I don't see like uh, stripes on the on the grass. It looks just even like a carpet, actually. 
It depends. Uh, a lot of times has to do with the, the, um, the type of grass. A lot of guys don't like striping on golf courses. It just takes labor and time. Yeah. There's different patterns for golf courses versus sports turf. Um, but, yeah, I mean, a lot of greens around here, Bermuda now, they don't stripe real well. Um, they do um, at times, but various times they don't. And from a distance, they look like just one consistent pattern. But, yeah. Have, have you noticed, like, on the stadium field, we don't stripe much, right? Yeah. And it's just because it's Bermuda. Yeah. Now, if we mow it in, we stripe it up, which is why you have, we – You have to get – the Bermuda has a, a faint, like, lime green color for the most part. It doesn't The color doesn't associate with striping as well. And so you need to elevate the color, which oftentimes makes – you know, in you know, put stuff on the grass that you don't necessarily want to. You could do it with iron or different chemicals to do it uh, artificially. Yep. But in order to stripe it really well and make it pop, like you see at a ball game when you walk out, there, you know, you need to do some things to it. And it's just not necessary a lot of times if that's not something you're big on. But uh, yeah, striping's a cool part of it. But golf courses guys don't get too. Uh, caught up in it. it we call it the wow factor and a lot of courses you see on tv they'll do it but even like augusta or something like that they're just kind of mowing in one direction and that's it so wow it looks amazing yeah I like it. also in the winter when it looks green and people think it's fake yeah and it's real grass actually yeah well they do a lot of painting around here uh which can be so bj came from um his last head superintendent role was at the Brentwood Country Club, which is where we took the reels to oh, a couple years yeah. ago and had they're, them they're adjusted. Really nice. Yeah. Really nice. Yep. I was there for 11 years. So now I'm back and forth like a crazy person. Now he's at, you know, where you picked up the spray rig from across the river. He, um, he helps out there some. And yeah. Well, you want to wrap it up? That'll be fine with me. Milton, appreciate you joining us, man, on the well, first ep, uh, first guest on our podcast. Uh, you have any words podcast? of wisdom to sign off on? Oh, thank you for inviting me. And, uh, no words of wisdom? No Miltonisms? Oh, well, uh, you guys invite me again, so I find something. All right. Yeah, you, your homework is you got to figure out why they call it Fairy Ring. Yeah, we that, need to know. All right, and uh, probably next time we want to talk about the happy ending. <laughs> oh Jesus. The cliffhanger of all cliffhangers. All right. Well, that's the episode. Uh appreciate Milton for joining us. John, that was fun. We have to do that again. Remember always to um go follow us on Twitter at what the heck's it keep it real pod at, at keep, it, keep real. it real pod. That's right. And like us, follow us, share it. us with somebody that doesn't know us. That's it. Be sure to bring a friend and uh I hope you're enjoying it and getting something out of it. This was a fun one. We we had to do it again. Absolutely. Until next time. Keep it real.